Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. The team of professionals at the Tax Defense Group are passionate about helping taxpayers resolve their tax debt. Their services include basic tax preparation, tax audits, resolving large tax debt, and more. They actively represent taxpayers throughout the entire USA. If you need help resolving your tax issues, contact the Tax Defense Group. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle? For all businesses to be successful, you need a website. Rider Junkie offers website development, content writing, and SEO services for business websites. Call Rider Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at riderjunkie.com. We recently launched our website, ucaststudios.com. With articles about sports, special interest topics, and more, we have some cool stuff on our site. To read our content, please visit ucaststudios.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Lakers Outsiders Weekly Podcast brought to you by UCAS Studios. I'm your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always. And with me today, again, is Hani Amadian, who is the sole founder of Raptors Outsiders. Uh, for some reason, I keep having him come on. The Raptors game was a long time ago, but uh, he, he just keeps on coming back. So, Hani, how are you holding up? I'm doing okay. I'm really starting to warm up to these Lakers. I, I like the fight that they're putting up in uh, their recent struggles at a time near the postseason reminds me of my team, the Toronto Raptors, that for years really struggled. So hopefully in, in a few years, you guys will also be able to win a championship. The the underdog Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> trying to shock the world. I'm a little disappointed in your Raptors for losing to the Celtics uh, yesterday, but that's, I mean, we're not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about today are is probably something that might make Celtics fans happy. The Lakers have really been struggling here lately ever since they wrapped up the number one seed with a win over the Jazz, which was the last time we recorded a podcast. And maybe it's bad karma that we built up for slandering Rudy Gobert the entire time. I don't know. But the Lakers are struggling right now. They've lost their last three games. And so we're going to talk about that today um, and just kind of, kind of roll with that and, and kind of talk about what it means right now, what it means maybe moving forward, and and so on and so forth. And hopefully we can either, I don't know, stoke the fire a little bit or calm people down. Either way, I'll, I'll take it. So <laughs> We might do both. Yeah, maybe. I mean, have you ever poured gasoline on a fire and then immediately like tried to put it out? That could be what this podcast is like. So, uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be fun. Anyways, before we dive into it, as always, guys, um, if you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe to Lakers Outsiders and UCast Studios on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on social media uh, at Lakers Outsiders on Twitter and Instagram. You can like us on Facebook as well and get all of our content on LakersOutsiders.com. And you can also follow Honey on Twitter at H-O-N-I-A-H-M or at Raptors Outsiders, which may or may not have been created yet. And you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter just at Gary Kester. All right, Hani, scale of 1 to 10, the Lakers have lost their last three games ever since they wrapped up the number one seed. Some people are freaking out. Some aren't. 
scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about this Lakers team? If we're saying ten is the highest, I'm gonna give it a good four and a half. I, to me, it's uh, I don't really like the the vibe of the team, especially the the two games before. You know, we're we're recording this right after the Pacers game, but. The the games against the uh, Thunder and the Rockets, I I was a lot more concerned about. This one, I was, uh, you know, it was whatever. Um, I, I I'm not really concerned about the results. I, they have nothing to play for. It's understandable that they're not necessarily playing as hard as they should. Plus, they just can't make any jumpers uh, recently. So I'm not really concerned about the results. But there is a weird sort of like aura around the team that just doesn't exactly feel the way it did before the season shut down. Um, back then they were obviously ramping up towards the playoffs. They just had their most impressive stretch of the season, probably beating the Bucks and the Clippers back to back in fairly convincing fashion. And uh, this team just, you know, whether it's because of some new additions, uh, whether it's just because of the break or it's, you know, apathy because they don't really care whether they win or lose these games. Um, it, it doesn't exactly feel the same. So my concern is mostly about, you know, they have what two, three more games left uh, in the bubble. How they're going to regain that ahead of the playoffs? Because I, I, I would be worried about this team that hasn't played with each other before the season, just turning the switch on exactly in time for the playoffs. I, I know it happens with LeBron teams all the time. And I think there's some crazy stats about like LeBron's teams always struggling right before the playoffs um, because a, he rests and B they usually have locked up their positioning and, and don't necessarily care about those extra couple of wins, but with a new crew and, and guys that haven't played in the postseason together, I, I would like these next couple of games to be a little bit more convincing that they are going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously something you never want to see. You never want to see them kind of all of a sudden, right. You know, a few games before the playoffs start, just get really lackadaisical and, you know, just look really out of sync. Um, for me personally, I mean, maybe it's arrogance. Maybe it's just too much confidence in LeBron and AD. My level of concern, I would put at a solid two right now. Like I'm really not putting a ton of stock into these games when you factor in, like, just looking at the rotation of these games, I mean, we, I think everybody is really high on Taylor Horton Tucker, but I don't think anybody expects him to really get playoff minutes, although he's had some really good minutes in these last few games. Like, I've actually yeah. been very impressed with him. Uh, so maybe he gets in there a little bit here and there, but um, I wouldn't count on it, and it's kind of been that way for a while. And it's probably no coincidence that as soon as they locked up the number one seed, all of a sudden Quinn Cook started getting minutes, uh, THT, it's like all the just the rotation was just kind of weird like really really yeah. weird uh, so i'm not overly concerned about it i i've always said i the main thing with this team is just staying healthy we had a little scare with kcp in this game today uh, but luckily he was able to get back on the court and seemed okay as long as this team is healthy i'm fine because i think lebron you know will always be able to find a new gear when the postseason comes around and i think ad is going to be just fine i think the lakers ideally want to play more ad at the five 
mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot more matchups that they can exploit that way because their floor spacing is better. Their perimeter defense is going to be better. I'm not concerned about it. I was, I think what really helped today was that second quarter against the Pacers where the Lakers outscored them 35 to 20 started very slow. They were down by 15, I think at one point in the first quarter and just blitzed them in the second half. And the defense was just lockdown against a good team. I mean, the Pacers, I mean, all, all three teams that they've lost to are, are good teams. You know, right. it's not like they're going up against the, the Warriors without Steph clay and, uh, you know, whoever, and, and losing to those guys, right? Like these are all good teams that are in the bubble. I mean, even the Suns look good for <laughs> whatever reason, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not concerned about it. Cause I, I, I've seen this before. Like I've seen this story before with the Lakers and I don't know why I keep coming back to it, but I keep coming back to the 2009, 2010 team. Obviously the, cir- the circumstances and the situation is a lot different where that team wasn't coming off of four and a half months off. Um, you know, no fans in the stands, like all this stuff, but that team, and they were fresh off a championship and this team is not, but that team, I mean, finished that season four and seven, like pretty much had nothing to play for down the stretch, really just mailed it in, coasted, get to the playoffs, whatever. And when the game started to count, I mean, they struggled, you know, quite a bit on the road in that OKC series in that first round, ultimately got the job done in six. And then, I mean, the rest was history after that. Obviously had a really hard fought NBA finals with the Celtics, but that was to be expected. And I mean, they, they go and win the title. But I remember the way they ended that season, people were freaking out. You know, the, yeah. the Lakers were four and seven in their last 11. What's wrong with them? You know, there was just all these questions surrounding them. And then they flipped a switch when they had to. And they, I mean, went on to, to win the title. And, and that 2009 team did kind of the same thing in the playoffs. Like when they played against an undermanned uh, injury riddled Rockets team in the second round. They kind of got punched in the mouth in that game one, and they just started to win the games that they had to win in that series. Like, that series goes seven games. There's no way it should have gone seven games, but, you know, we've seen this with the Lakers in the past, and obviously very different teams, very different circumstances. But with, I don't know, when you have these superstars in your team, I think like LeBron James, back then a guy like Kobe, a guy like Haugasol, like these guys knew when to turn it on and when they didn't have to. Right. And obviously you want to see him go full go all the time. But we've been saying this for weeks, months on this podcast. The main thing for this team is just to get in the playoffs healthy, especially now that there's no fans like there's no home court advantage. Yeah, it's cool to get the one seed. It probably it might benefit them um, in terms of the seeding and the matchups and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, as long as this team gets in healthy, they're going to be just right. fine. I mean, the last few games, they haven't been at full strength. You know, LeBron sat out a game. Danny Green sat out this game. I think JaVale McGee sat out two games ago. You know, there's just, I don't know, the the rotation and just kind of the mindset, like, and we've talked about it at length on this podcast too, like, how is Frank Vogel going to handle things once they wrapped up the one seat? You know, was it going to be still full go and get these guys as many reps as possible? Or was he going to go deeper into the bench and get some of these guys, you know, some some reps and hopefully they'll step up in uh, any given situation in the playoffs? And that's that's what he's done. You know, these these other guys have gotten opportunities that wouldn't get opportunities otherwise. And that's why I'm just not worried about it. These games don't mean anything to them. They've shown flashes where they can be really, really good. Um, the second quarter today kind of showed me what I needed to see. They hit threes finally, even though they didn't shoot well overall for the game. But their defense, man, their defense in that second quarter after just getting punched in the mouth in the first quarter, 
yeah. they, they've turned it on when they needed to um, and, and kind of showed us that, hey, we can still do this. So I'm not concerned, not yet. If we get to a first round series and they're down or it's 1-1 or they're down 2-1, then I'll, you know, I'll flip the the red alarm button and, and go into panic mode a little bit. But as of right now, I mean, like I said, these games just don't matter. I think for Frank Vogel, it's all about staying healthy. Um, but I do think you make a good point about the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was really unfortunate the shutdown happened when it happened because the Lakers were playing extremely good basketball. They just seemed to be kind of at the, their high point of the season. They were kind of starting to peak. And then all of a sudden it was just over. Um, so they kind of have to get that mojo back. But um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I'm not overly concerned about it. And I, I don't know. I just won't be until they start losing playoff games, I guess. Yeah. And I think you make a good point about their defense being as good as it has been. Um, and especially today in, in that second quarter. Uh, that being a, a, a selling point for optimism, I think, is a good point just because that's how they started this year. Their offense took a lot longer to catch up to their defense. They were great defensively from the get-go, and their offense took really like a month to to get into a, a groove. Um, so because of that, I, I, I guess I am a little bit more optimistic that, and I, I think some of the guys have also mentioned this, but um, I'm, I'm optimistic that if they can keep this defense going through the first round, that honestly it might take the whole first round uh, for their offense to catch up and hopefully that they can peak in, in the tougher series. Um, but, the, you know, the the worry is more that some of these performances in these last couple of games um, kind of more reveal, like, slight weaknesses that I think can be exploited. I think you're seeing a lot of teams that have had time to game plan um, throw hard double teams as, at, at Anthony Davis. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's getting the reps. Uh, because I think that's something that he struggles with. And he struggled uh, today, again, not even getting to double-digit scoring because, well, they were throwing hard doubles at him. And we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I think it's both on him to be more aggressive in finding his shot and not really just taking jumpers and bailing out the defense because that's not his strength. It's it's a good tool that he has in his uh, bag, but it's not really what he should be doing every time. But I think it's also on Vogel, on LeBron, on the rest of the team to get him in positions where he's in the paint. Um, and I think that's something that they struggle with. And it's, they've struggled with it really all year in fourth quarters where uh, AD hasn't really been as involved as a guy like LeBron um, because they find it really hard to run offense for him. So it's either uh, either he's cleaning up uh, you know, misses at the rim or he's getting jumpers. And I don't think that's a winning formula for them. Yeah, it's it's a little, I mean, it's a little frustrating to see AD, you know, kind of struggle and not um, kind of get going. Maybe the secret is to just tell him, it's kind of like, if you ever seen the movie The Water Boy, like Adam, <laughs> the Adam Sandler movie, where he just like, you know, envisions like people that have bullied him and he like goes after him and he gets all these sacks. Like all AD has to do is like whoever's guarding him, just pretend to bear and he'll be just fine. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think that is a great idea. I'm going to text Frank right now and uh, <laughs> let him know how to motivate his superstars. We just went from Lakers outsiders to Lakers insiders. <laughs> Got the head coach's phone number. So, um, yeah, and I don't know. Part of me kind of thinks it's a little bit of gamesmanship, too, um, with some of these matchups like the Thunder and the Rockets. Obviously, the Lakers weren't at full strength uh, with yeah. LeBron sitting and stuff like that. 
and you know maybe that's the Lakers saying, hey, like we're gonna yeah we're gonna play you, but we're not going to you know show you our hand basically. And like those teams are are battling for playoff positioning. Like the Rockets could get all the way up to to three, they could drop all the way to six. You know, and that's kind of the case I think for all those teams. Um, you know, they can be anywhere in that range, and so they're finally trying to fight for playoff positioning. And I think uh, the Thunder and the Rockets would both probably like to play the Jazz in the first round. And <laughs> so would I. Yeah, <laughs> just about anybody would right now. Uh, but no, I, I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm not overly concerned about it. I think the Lakers, I, like I said, I think there's some gamesmanship there, and I just think that they're going to turn it on when they need to. And I think that the defense aspect of it is when they they tip off that first playoff game, like their defense like is going to be locked down. And I am very confident in that. You know, obviously, if they play a team like Portland, that could cause problems because Lillard and, and McCollum can really go off really at any given moment. Um, but even today, like, and we've been saying, that, at least I know I've been saying it for quite some time, is that the Lakers can use the first round, too, to continue to iron out the kinks. And, you know, obviously, a lot of people, I think, are worried mostly about Portland because because of how hot they can get and how much you know we saw what Lillard did earlier in the season to the Lakers um and that Kobe, he was just unstoppable uh, but even I mean even them today lost to a Clippers team that looked like they were deliberate deliberately trying to throw the game yeah. like they take out absolutely were <laughs> like yeah they take out two of their best players I mean Landry Shamit a 90% free throw shooter gets a technical free throw and misses uh yeah, and the Clippers still win the game. No Kawhi Leonard in that game. And, I mean, so, like, Portland, it's like, obviously, they, they've dealt with injuries. But, I mean, it's still going to take Lillard and, and McCollum going just ballistic for a full series, I think, for them to beat the Lakers. Because they, they, I mean, they have Nurkic back, they have Collins back, but they still, I just don't think, have any answer for Anthony Davis besides what teams are doing and throwing doubles at him and hoping that that works. But I think the Lakers are going to be able to figure out that that problem um, by the time the playoffs roll around. And then, I mean, Portland also has nobody to guard LeBron either, which, I mean, yeah. a lot of teams don't. But, uh, yeah, that's why I mean, I'm just not concerned. They still have that first round, I think, to really kind of start to play at full intensity and, and really continue to just iron some things out. And by the time the second round rolls around, assuming they make it there, which I would be very surprised if they don't, you know, I – I don't know. I'm I'm just not concerned yet. Like I, I've seen this story with the Lakers too many times before, and obviously this team is different. But I, I'm just not worried about. It. It's a very there's a lot of veterans on this team. A lot of guys that have played in some important games, played deep into the playoffs, this and that. I think they'll be fine. So if if you're freaking out, I mean you can freak out if you want to, but relax. Take take some deep breaths and relax. We'll be all right. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to continue to talk about kind of the Lakers' recent struggles and, and what, uh, what we're kind of expecting uh, moving forward. Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. The team of professionals at the Tax Defense Group are passionate about helping taxpayers resolve their tax debt. Their services include basic tax preparation, tax audits, resolving large tax debt, and more. They actively represent taxpayers throughout the entire USA. If you need help resolving your tax issues, contact the Tax Defense Group. 
Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Writer Junkie. Are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle? For all businesses to be successful, you need a website. Writer Junkie offers website development, content writing, and SEO services for business websites. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. We recently launched our website, ucaststudios.com. With articles about sports, special interest topics, and more, we have some cool stuff on our site. To read our content, please visit ucaststudios.com. Okay, so we don't have much more to talk about. I did want to bring up the fact that if you are freaking out about the Lakers right now, I would like, obviously, again, different circumstances, two different teams, but I'd like the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks have also seen their fair share of struggles in these seeding games and have not performed particularly well, especially defensively, which was really weird because they were a very, very good defensive team before the shutdown. Uh, so, I mean, Hani, am I kind of out of line here comparing the Lakers situation to the Bucks Because the Bucks have had that one seed wrapped up. And in these seeding games, as we record this, uh, they are two and two. Very easily could have lost to Miami. They were getting blown out and then had a massive, furious comeback. Kind of, kind of like what we saw with the Lakers in the second quarter of this Indiana yeah. game today, where it's like, oh, they just flipped a switch and, and they're back. Um, they just kind of turned it on at the right time and outscored Miami by 20 in the fourth quarter and won that game. Uh, right now they're tied with Dallas with six minutes left. Um, Dallas was up in double digits in this game too. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of similar situations where they just they don't almost before the shutdown, but they just have shown it in glimpses. I mean, do you kind of think that they're similar situations and similar performance, you know, similar performance wise, or is it just, I mean, kind of different? Um, am I out of line for thinking that these two teams are just kind of on the same level right now? No, I think it's, it is pretty similar. Um, both teams obviously haven't had a lot to play for, uh, for a while now. And I think the Bucks feel pretty damn confident that they're going to make the finals. And I think the Clip, the Lakers probably feel pretty confident that they're going to make the finals, uh, regardless of who they end up playing in the playoffs. Um, I think the one maybe difference that has probably meant that more people have been more concerned by the Lakers than they have been with the Bucks is that the Bucks have had this ability really all season um, to flip the switch in a game. Uh, there's been a few cases of them being blown out basically by by teams that aren't as good as them or even as at by teams that are at their level and then flipping the switch and going on a pretty massive run that kind of reminds me of uh you know the warriors over the last few years mm. like the third quarter warriors that that scared everybody because they would come out and just uh destroy you um and you've seen it in a couple of these bubble games the lakers uh i think today did that against the pacers they obviously ultimately ended up losing and against the Rockets, I think they had a chance to do that if Vogel was willing to bring back uh, Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma once the bench guys uh, brought it back to a five-point deficit at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, he ultimately decided that he'd rather just give them the rest and, and let the guys that got them there try to do something crazy, which didn't happen. But um, I think if we had you know, one or two of those games where the Lakers 
coasted for a half and then came out the third quarter and just destroyed the team and then went on to win, we probably wouldn't be as concerned. Or, you know, the, the vibe of both the team and the fan base would be a lot different just because it would ease your mind on the fact that they have been struggling because you see them be able to to put on a good performance. But I think that just goes back to your point of the second quarter from the Pacers game being a pretty optimistic outlook because now we're seeing, okay, this team is still capable of doing the things that they were doing all season in the 65 games or whatever sample size that we had. Um, it's just coming in bursts because, well, they probably don't really care as much as we think they should. Yeah, and my personal opinion, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's my Laker fan bias showing, <laughs> but I think this team has cared about these games three times. I think mm-hmm. they cared about the Clipper game. I think they wanted to beat those guys. I think that they cared against the Toronto Raptors. You know, I thought that they played hard against the Raptors. The Raptors are just really good and really tough defensively, very well-coached team. Um, and it showed, but the Lakers battled in that game, and that's just a tough matchup for them, I think. Um, but I also think Anthony Davis really cared about lighting up Rudy Gobert. And after that, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't think that they really cared in these games, to be completely honest. I know LeBron and AD played probably about their normal minutes in this Pacers game, but like Danny Green didn't play in the game. Like I said, Quinn Cook is getting in the game pretty early, although he played pretty well for the most part today. Yeah. Uh, kind of got the Lakers going from the three-point line, which was nice to see. And that I still was. think the Lakers are, are going to find a. I think they're going to find a rhythm from the three-point line. I think there's going to be a game, maybe in one of these last two games or just early on in the playoffs, that they just these three start to drop, and I think they they get going. And the offense starts to click a little bit more. And I don't know. Like I said, I think the last three games, the losses to the Thunder, Rockets, and and Pacers, they just haven't cared all that much about them. And you could tell just by by the Um, So, I don't know. And and the games that they've cared about, they're 2-1 and to me, my my viewpoint. They're 2-1, and and the one loss was to the defending champs, who are very, very good. Uh, Have one of the four best best records in the league. So, uh, or I think three best. So, yeah, I, I just I'm not concerned. Like I said, I, I probably won't be until uh, they start losing playoff games. So, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, ho- I mean, I have definitely been wrong before, so there's a good chance I'm wrong here. So, all right, these last two games, the Lakers play the Denver Nuggets at six o'clock Pacific time on Monday, and then they play the Kings. There's no time I think announced for that yet on Thursday the 13th, um, which that game will probably be end of the bench type of game. These bu- first of all, these bubble games have been awful for Jared Dudley because the three-point shooting being contagious has meant that his like 70% shooting on the season is cratering. I think he was 0 for 3 today, and I felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's been rough. It's been rough sh- sh- shooting all around. I'm pretty sure if I went to the gym and shot right now in a Lakers <laughs> shirt, I would probably miss everything. But uh, yeah, no, so we play the Nuggets and then the Kings. So, Hani, how do you think that they attack this game? Obviously, I think we're probably in agreement that the Kings game, the Lakers will probably rest their their main guys, and they'll just try and get through it or whatever. This Nuggets game, though, it's very interesting for a number of reasons. So how do you think the Lakers are going to go after that one? Um, I guess I'll, I'll say what I want them to do, and I, and I do kind of think that it is what they're going to do. I think this would be a really good tune-up game for them. Um, to just really hammer out whatever the rotation that Vogel, I'm sure, has an idea of 
that he wants in the playoffs. Because I think in, in these last few games, we've seen him switch it up a lot. Like guys like Deion Waiters and Markeith Morris didn't play at all against the Pacers. But in other games, Dion specifically has been a really important part of uh, running the offense. Um, you know, a guy like Caruso started one game. Uh, Kuzma started over JaVale one game, but then JaVale came back and started the next game. So I think uh, my number one thing is come out with the lineups that you think you want to play in the playoffs uh, to get their final rhythm together. Um, and then really try to play uh try to play to win <laughs> honestly the nuggets are a really really good team uh they're not maybe one of the top, the top four elite ones that that we think are gonna contend for the title but they're really right in that next tier and i think one getting anthony davis going again uh giving him a confidence booster uh making sure lebron is aggressive i think I think LeBron has done a really great job of ramping up to the playoffs in the short amount of time that he's had, because uh, I think this game against the Pacers was his most aggressive game so far. And I think, uh, to me, it seems like it was intentional that he was going to be passive the first couple of games while his body was getting back into the groove and then and then really go all out for, for a couple of games. And I think we'll see that against the Nuggets. Um, and then hopefully just, you know, get in the right rhythm so that your shooters can, can find their flow. That seems to be improving over the last couple of games. Or at least this game. I guess they only made two the last game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really want them to come out. To, if, if you're right about them only really caring about three games so far, I want this to be the fourth game. I, I really want a good performance, win or lose, whatever. But um, and, and a win, obviously, would also be really nice because there's still a slight chance that the Rockets could get the three seed over the, the Nuggets. And for me personally, I would like to avoid having to play both the Rockets and the Clippers in the playoffs. I'd rather only get one of those guys. So um, if you can if you can tank the Nuggets season uh, over these last couple of games and give the Rockets a chance to get the three seed and have them face the Clippers in the second round, I think that's also a huge victory. Yeah, no, I was just about to bring that up. Uh, it's it. It does have some seeding implications on it um, because the Rockets are right behind the the Nuggets right now. Uh, the Rockets are sitting at that four spot, which would mean that if they win their first round series, they would get the Lakers in the second round. So I mean, the Lakers also win their series. And I think that if you're the Lakers, you would rather see Denver or OKC or Utah um, yeah. over Houston just because Houston just – not that I'm not confident the Lakers can't beat them. I think the Lakers can beat anybody in a series – but they're just kind of a funky matchup. Like, I think the Rockets are just going to be funky for anybody to try and figure out. And mm -hmm. I really want to see them and the Clippers in the second round, just as a basketball fan, because the Clippers are just filled with good wing players. And they're basically yeah. all guards and wings now. Uh, yeah, that would just be really cool to see as a basketball fan. But... Yeah, I mean, you can you can help if you're the Lakers, you can help yourself out while, like you said, having basically a final tune-up game before the playoffs. You know, because looking at it, like if we go based on my theory or my logic, uh, the Lakers haven't have only played in three games that they actually cared about. The last game that they cared about was on August third, uh, so five days ago. Uh, there, I mean, this Nuggets game is going to be a week after that, so. You don't want to go like a long stretch of a week to two weeks. Uh, I can't remember exactly what day the playoffs are going to start. I guess it might depend on the play-in games. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to go too long without having like a full intensity, like dress rehearsal type game 
for the playoffs. So I think the Nuggets would be a great opportunity for that because it is a potential second round matchup. If the Lakers beat them, that could be a team that they that they play in the second round. Um, and I mean, there it's a long shot. I guess they could fit, possibly face them in the conference finals. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I would like to see them go all out and you know kind of prove not only to us but to just themselves like hey when we play you know full full throttle 100 percent intensity we can still beat anybody anytime anywhere and i don't think this team is really lacking in confidence or anything but um i think it would probably be good for their confidence going out and beating another good team when they actually try so uh yeah that would be cool to see but i wouldn't be surprised either if they take it easy and say Let's just get through these two games healthy, and then we'll we'll go go full force and, and just really go after it. So I guess we'll have to wait until Monday to see, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if they do end up taking it easy, I hope somebody beats uh, Quinn Click and Madden again over the weekend so that he comes out and hits another six or seven threes <laughs> against the Nuggets. Yeah, that's another thing. People are freaking out about... <laughs> People are freaking out, freaking out about the Lakers losing games, and we check their social media, and oh, they're they're playing Madden. So obviously the team is not worried. They're not they are sweating. Unbothered. This. <laughs> I think they're more worried about their uh, their little Madden tournament going on, and poor Taylor Horton Tucker. Has he won a game yet? I don't think so. We haven't really gotten an update over the over the last round of games, other than Quinn Cook losing, I think, to Keith. But uh, he he was 0 and 5 or 0 and 6. I don't get it. You're like 14 years old. How are you losing to 35 year olds? Yeah, you Madden should in a video you game. Should, you should be in your prime. Come on, Rook. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're they're like they send him out of the room and they like adjust the slider somehow as part of like his rookie hazing and then they just beat the crap out of him. So I, I think he's tanking so that LeBron puts in a good word for him to Vogel and that's why he's been playing so many more minutes recently. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean that's IQ on and off the court. I, I would exactly. admire it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, let us know in the comments. Are you guys worried? Are you just kind of chilling, like not not concerned about this team? I think we're both pretty low level of concern right now. Uh, just excited for the playoffs, man. I'm really really excited. I'm just kind of more so watching the seating and seeing how the the top nine is gonna shake out. It would be cool, I think, if the Lakers did avoid certain teams just because of certain matchups that are going to be trickier than others. But at the same time, I'm also like, bring it on, whatever. Like, if, like, I wasn't even really that concerned of, of the idea of the Clippers falling to four and the Lakers getting them in the second round. Cause ultimately, you're going to have to beat the best teams to, to get a championship, anyways. So um, we'll just have to see what happens. But I think it's too early to, to freak out. So everybody, take some deep breaths. Okay, we'll get through that. Ultimately, right, we're getting out of here as always, guys. Oh, sorry. I, I just want to add that ultimately, I think um, <laughs> we're going to be celebrating 16 wins uh, with a Popeye's chicken sandwich afterwards. I was uh, just about to squeeze <laughs> that in. I'm very pissed that you snuck it in before me. I was going to say if they lose that first playoff game, we're sending an emergency basket of Popeye's chicken sandwiches <laughs> to the Lakers hotel and and getting the Getting the vibes right again. So, Popeyes, you know what to do. You can send me free Popeyes chicken sandwich. That's probably what's throwing them off is that they haven't. We haven't had a Popeyes chicken sandwich here lately. I I think the Lakers know that despite our best efforts, Popeyes has still not sponsored us, and I think they are 
protesting on our behalf. It's either that or they heard news that Rondo was about to return to the bubble. Everybody just stopped playing hard. They're like, damn it, it's over. <laughs> Shout out to David Chia. Our, by the end of the playoffs, our podcasts are going to be four lines. It's going to be <laughs> Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. It's going to be Rondo Sucks, David Chia. It's going to be Rudy Gobert is uh, French Kwame Brown. And I don't know if the Lakers are still good. I don't know what the first one is. <laughs> I'm not worried. <laughs> you heard it here even raptors fans aren't worried about the lakers so we're... <laughs> all right we're getting out of here as always guys be sure to like this video on youtube uh or you can subscribe to us on youtube or wherever you get your podcast and you can follow all of our socials at lakers outsiders on twitter and instagram and you can like us on facebook and get all of our content on lakersoutsiders.com you can follow honey on twitter at h-o-n-i-a-h-m or at raptors outsiders <laughs> and me gary and follow ucast studios as well be sure to follow uh ucast studios on youtube and all those podcasts and check out ucaststudios.com and recently launched i uh, got i know they've got some stuff cooking over there so uh be sure to check that out as well so all right we're getting out of here thanks guys for listening but until next time this is gary kester with hani amadian and the lakers outsiders signing off shout out roy hibbert also drug test tj warren <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>